0: Hey guys, it's me, Noha. Welcome back to another episode of The Skeleton Crew. We are on part two of our three-part episode arc with the special guests from flight wrist podcast if you haven't listened to them go check them out they're good i enjoy their stuff pretty fun you guys know what's coming by now before we get on to that episode go check out our website at flash fantasy podcast.com where we got all the episodes and some other good content up on there also be sure to follow us on twitter at ff underscore cast where we post updates about the show and keep everybody in the loop And if you haven't yet, go check out our live stream. It's every Monday at 6 p.m. We are playing World of Warcraft. We're on the road to 60. Level 60, that is. Things have been pretty good over there, so thanks to anybody that's already watched. And thanks to everybody that's listening to this episode. You guys are the true heroes. Anyway,
1: here's the Skeleton Crew. the remnants of the skeleton crew and their newfound friends, the Fortuna twins, find themselves in a strange predicament in the ice caves of Ilum. As Gordax quickly whipped up a meal during their conundrum, something strange happened as dozens of skeletal forms broke free from the walls and began shambling toward them. Drell, suddenly aware of the predicament, curses under his breath and then runs back to the others and is just like, Um, what and why? Those are great questions.
2: Do you mean the food or the
1: hands? Gordax, why would I be
2: asking you why and what you're making for lunch? It's quite delicious, I must say. Anyways, and Gordax draws with one of his arms his cleaver, which he keeps in his sash on his belt, and the other one he draws his blaster pistol. Uh,
1: yeah, Wes, is, he's going to pull out his blaster pistol, ready right, to fight the good fight. Drell has his disruptor armed, but he's waiting to see if these shambling figures
2: make the first move. Just as a note, Gordax, in his third arm, has a readied bowl of this food that he had prepared. And he's hes keeping it there for now.
1: All right, noted.
0: <laughs> Never know when it's going to be important, Ryan. <laughs> Never
1: know. <laughs> Never know when a nice gumbo
0: can defuse a situation. Exactly. Have you ever had gumbo? That could defuse a situation. Holy
2: smokes. That'll sit you down hard.
3: (laughs) Mmm, a smoky gumbo.
2: (laughs) And Gordax, looking towards Skip and Anarchy, says, I don't suppose either of you have any experience with these types. Just socially. Come again.
3: (laughs) I mean, been to so many parties where... Conversation was essentially
2: dead. Ah, ah, yeah, yes, good. And he actually, like, for the first time that you've been with him, kind of cracks a genuine smile.
0: Okay, seriously, again, Wes is in the background, awestruck. <laughs>
2: little opera
4: clap. <laughs> and R-K's just gonna point at the nearest one and go, "Skip, I want one." Oh, oh, okay. I suggest you go take one if you want it. Well, well, now, now, let's not be
1: let's not be brash. We we don't know where what these things are, and to be fair, we're on their turf. I don't want to, uh, impose as he's gloating, his disruptor pistol.
0: Drax, I must respectfully disagree with your decision not to impose. It appears quite clear and obvious to me that they are here to impose upon us, and I'm no expert, and far be it for me to say what is correct, but traditionally, I do believe skeletons are not ones to greatly negotiate.
1: Now, as this conversation carries on to this point, these undead figures have coalesced in a circle around you and actually come to a stop. If anyone deigns to count them, there are around 35 of these undead. I don't know, maybe that's something Anarchy might
4: be taking taking a quick head count. <laughs> yeah, I, I do have kind of like a mask that has like a HUD type thing. Gordax does not deign. Count. <laughs> and I'll call it out, like, there's about 35 of them, so if we could each take out seven, that would be fine.
3: It skips like 27 to, oh, damn it! <laughs> Wes,
0: is, uh, Wes is going to attempt the negotiation route while they're still in a group. He presents
1: himself to them and says,
0: I don't suppose any of you would be interested in talking this out, would you?
1: The nearest one to you takes a small step forward, reaches out its bony arm, a little shakily, its jaw a little unhinged and just gives a really deep (sighs) sort of moan.
0: Uh, Upon hearing that, uh, Wes just says, I'm terribly sorry. This is very rude of me. I don't even know what to say. I didn't quite catch that. (laughs) Uh, Did you say, no, or yes? I just missed that subtle difference.
1: And then you hear a voice booming, echoing all from the ice. And it says, that was a resounding no and appearing, floating down out of this icy tomb that seems to appear as this figure does, is a sort of spirit ghost, if you will. I think Skip and Anarchy might have seen something similar in their escapades in these Ilum Caves. But for Wes and Gordax and Drell, who are new to this site, this thing seems to wear some sort of armor, though it is slightly transparent. Its brownish-red in color, its eyes burn like a cool fire, and wherever it moves, it seems to leave a trail of sprinkling ash as it floats down to this perimeter of undead sentries. And it comes to a rest, rather unceremoniously, right in front of Wes.
4: Anarchy is going to do what she did when they all initially met, which is kind of just, like, prop herself up to look tall and activate the LED sensors on her tentacles and become, like, a flailing light show to attempt to look intimidating and just go, Get lost, chump. Only the cave tells us what to do. I am the cave.
0: Wes is going right in front of him is where this ghost came down, right?
1: Yeah, you've got a a safe distance between the two of you, though.
0: Wes is going to step forward, hold out his hand
1: say. When says Pentir, and yours? It definitely doesn't shake your hand, but it speaks uh, once more, saying, My name is Anor T'pal. I am the master of this temple that you have intruded upon. Speak your intentions,
0: or perish! Well, our intentions are thus. We would like nothing more than to find our companions, be able to return These new friends we've found, their group, I do believe that our friend Skip here is mercilessly missing his Mandalorian guard. And be on our way, to be honest, possibly accompanied by, what were we looking for? Turning to Drell, an artifact of some sort? An artifact of some sort. (laughs) I don't suppose that we could... infringe upon your hospitality just a bit further (laughs) it seems that somehow this cave has jumbled us up a little bit if we could send these fair folk back grab a couple of our friends and maybe take just a quick scan of an egg-shaped artifact that you might have
1: such a thing i had once yes but it was taken by
3: one just like you not so long ago Sorry, was his name Juan just like you? Or what, are you just giving us a general exposition of who they were? No, no. His appearance was similar. Oh, I, I, my, my apologies. Most sincerely for the mistake. Skip Fortuna,
4: by the way. A pleasure. I'm Anarchy. Did you know a moment? A moment. My memory is faint. But
1: the name brings a certain recognizability. I cannot say for certain. It has been many years since I have interacted with any being besides these. And he gestures to the cadre of dead. Well, then you really are the life of the party, aren't you? He cocks his head inquisitively, but doesn't say anything.
4: <laughs> I don't know, Skip. I think the life of the party gave up the ghost a while ago.
2: Now, now, I, uh, I think we should pursue this route a little further. Uh, what you two are mentioning about, uh, Woman was it? Uh, how do you know him? And now pointing towards the ghost, how do you know him? And why is he relevant to this conversation?
4: Was she, I don't know. I've made this mistake more than once today. <laughs> <laughs> oh he was an evil ghost that lived in this mask, but then me a space wizard and some ninja turtles killed the ghost, so now the mask is mine. Dibs, no one else can have it. I just ask in case the ghosts maybe know each other.
2: <clears throat> yes, well. So, I I'm sorry, <laughs> I I missed your name. It was uh, Mr. Paul. Annoite Paul. Anur to Paul. Strong name. Strong name. Your flattery gets you nothing, Basilisk. What say you to um, uh, my very fine fine clothes friend here about his proposition?
1: That depends. If you are able to retrieve the artifact for me. Return it to my possession. I can allow you to examine it. Take what you need. But it must remain here in this temple.
0: Honestly, that doesn't sound too bad to me. Really, I would just need one additional thing prior to agreeing to that. Would you be able to, or could you theoretically, somehow help us return our friends and take these fair folk back to where they
1: were? The artifact is inherently powerful. If this occurrence transpired because you triggered the earlier trap, then yes, the true artifact would be able to remedy this situation of yours.
0: That sounds like the solution to me. I don't know what all of you are thinking. I say we help this fine gentleman out. I'm terribly rude. Would you like something to eat? I understand you're a ghost, but you know. You could be feeling a little peckish here. My friend Gordax, gesturing to Gordax, my friend Gordax is one of the best chefs in the galaxy. I'm sure you could find this very appetizing, particularly if you...
1: I have traveled for millennia in the netherworld of the Force, and you have the audacity to offer me a... a meal?
0: And
2: West just says,
0: generally, yes. I mean, if I was going to show up into someone's house, I could at least bring something to eat.
2: There's plenty <laughs> here. Try it, try it. You'll love it. Gordax extends the bowl from his third arm. <laughs> The
1: ghost of Enora to Paul is as dumbstruck as Drell was just moments before, and as he reaches to take the bowl, unfortunately his fingers pass right through it, <laughs> leaving little flecks of ash in <laughs> your nice little ration oh, dish. No. But he looks at Wes and he says, The sentiment is appreciated. I will say you are unlike those who came before you and bartered for my knowledge. How can I be sure, though, that once you have the artifact, you will keep your word to me?
0: Well, really, you only guarantee is the fact that I like my friends much more than I like my employer.
2: Hey.
1: Andrell just perks up. <laughs> or you could just send all of these
3: undead with
1: us
2: to watch <laughs> over us. Now, that is an, an idea worthy of trying. That is... A
1: valiant idea, yes, but I'm remiss to say their usefulness is perhaps not as it used to be. You see, when one is made of just bones and tawny ligaments, their effectiveness in any sort of fight is severely diminished. It's really more for show of anything.
3: I guess it's true. When they don't have eyes and ears anymore, how can they function (laughs) as such? How I
1: got them to stop all around you in this nice, organized circle. I've been working on that for years. Anytime someone comes in this chamber, I assure you. I
2: I was quaking in my boots. (laughs) I will tell you that. It's most impressive, I must admit. This seems to please the ghost. (laughs) So I'll tell you what,
0: Uh, Anortipal, you tell (laughs) us where this artifact is, who has it, we'll get it back
1: for you, do a little (laughs) magic, and I think we can all leave here happy. They have gone deeper within the temple to a place that is warded against my presence i cannot enter nor can my denizens you of the living however should be able to walk in unhindered i will need some sort of collateral to ensure that
3: well you can have the droid does that work and drell
1: is like yes yes the droid this droid here and he props papo up on his <laughs> i guess papo is sort of <laughs> curled together, kind of like a B-1 battle droid, you know? And he props him up onto his feet, and he wiggles (laughs) his head a bit in an affirmative gesture and says, yes, you see, he is very much aware and active, and I assure you, you can have interesting conversations with him while we are away on this quest of yours. But, he's a shy one, so don't be offended if he doesn't say much, but he'll be fine staying behind. Yes, great idea, great idea.
2: I I agree. The poppo is... Most suitable for collateral.
1: Papu. An odd name, but it will do very well. And the ghost of Anortapal waves his arm in a quite extravagant display. And a bolt of purplish-bluish lightning streaks across the room and impacts one of the walls just exploding this chunk of ice into a thousand fragments, opening up another passageway out of this chamber. Skip
3: appropriately ooz and oz. <laughs> this also pleases the ghost.
4: <laughs> I will follow suit, but I will harmonize with Skip's ooze and <laughs> oz.
1: Paul is just, like, having the most extraordinary day of his on life. And as he peers back at the five of you, he says, Make haste, please. These individuals were dangerous looters. And if they disturb more of this temple, I fear this entire construction may come tumbling down upon us.
2: Very well, then anarchy, if you claim your arms are so useful for traversing terrain, I will race you until we reach the encampment of these thieves, bandits! And he starts charging marauders! (laughs) Well,
3: that's going to split the party, isn't it? (laughs) And I look at Wes. Oh yeah, Wes has got the nonchalant walk
0: going. (laughs) He's, He's just... Gesture's in front of him. He's got a couple questions about Harlan's that he just wants to try to nail down maybe more where it's located. He understands there's an outlet somewhere, but he's trying to find the original shop. So he's walking in that direction, but he's not uh,
1: charging with such vigor. Drell will settle into a comfortable, brisk pace between (laughs) Skip and Wes and Gordax and Anarchy's sprint. As you do make your way into this new hallway... It quickly diverges into differing paths, but all seem to end rather quickly. They have no real significance. And as you continue, things start to change. The ice gradually fades away into a more solid construction of stone. And even after that, in these chambers that you come across, mostly linearly, there are different structures etched into the walls. A lot of them have been overtaken by ice or snow and are inaccessible. But as then Gordax and Anarchy reach the ultimate destination, they find that there is a large, almost ziggurat-like structure encased within the ice, partially, at least, at the end of this long series of halls and enclaves of ancient structures. As Drell catches up, he seems a little out of breath, but otherwise... Fit and ready to
2: go. Just as a note, Gordax was trailing pretty severely
4: behind Anarchy and her (laughs) arms and tentacles and whatnot. And he is huffing and puffing quite audibly. To be fair, she totally cheated because there's like hydraulics and pistons in the tentacles. (laughs) It was like Gordax there and then just... (laughs) Oh, yeah.
0: To be fair to him being fair, or I guess to her being fair, (laughs) it's only after about another five or six minutes that Skip and Wes show up. And now Wes has got a pretty decent star map of where it should be. You know, it's like, oh you take the third brown dwarf to the right, and from there you should be able to go to a 12 degree angle, and you gotta find yourself going straight down there. So he's got an idea of where he might find Harlan's, and uh, he's, he's pretty excited about that.
1: Since Anarchy was the first one to enter this then ultimate chamber with a ziggurat, as she comes around the corner and sees this massive structure, there's also remnants of a camp of sorts. There's small little stools that seem to have been erected, simple fabric and metal construction, and then the makings of a fire that's just embers at this point. A footlocker too lies just between two of these stools. It seems to have foam holdings of a rather
4: powerful looking launcher of sorts that
1: has been removed from
4: its case. <laughs> Could I try to tell uh, if there's anyone still around or decipher where they might have gone to? Yeah, yeah.
1: Let's see. Why don't we have our second skill check of the night? You you may learn that on the Skeleton Crew, skill checks don't happen all that often.
0: It's because we're so good at role-playing, <laughs> man. Don't even
1: need. Even... So, given the hubbub that's obviously gone on in this room, can I have you do a hard perception check, actually, so that'll be three difficulty.
3: Skip, rather than doing any sort of perception check, put his hand out, and he will quietly murmur, I am one with the force, the force is with me, and he will sense the environs around him uh, with his sense ability. Oh, so he actually has an ability. (laughs) (laughs) Skip was just... It may Uh. not seem like an actual ability, Uh. you mean... (laughs) Oh, but, uh, cool. So what? What
1: will? Okay, I see that result. Then. Yeah, that was good. I got I got four light side, two dark side.
4: The, the, the success is but a threat. Uh, so if I may, I, I think the threat is she starts with the purpose of like trying to be useful, but sees the foam holdings and just shouts out, <laughs> "They have a cannon." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, like all these footprints are around. It seems that there's a whole group of people, very organized. These are military footprints. And then the second there's this launcher. It's like,
0: ooh. Well, Wes is going to take a hot sec. Um, He's going to look at the fire, and he's going to see if he can estimate how long it has been out. Well, let's
1: resolve Skip's sensibility first. Sure.
2: (laughs) Start hearing that from, like, the ice walls. (laughs) Shut up, (laughs) Anortapal. Sorry, just trying to be encouraging.
1: It's it's delightful (laughs) otherwise.
3: (laughs) Very distracting.
0: That's what all the skeletons do in their off time. They're actually a really great orchestra. <laughs> like the occasion it will come in like the, oh I need some help intimidating some guys oh yeah no problem got
1: you yeah so. that that moan that you received when you tried speaking to them that was like the 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 quiet the chorus leader breathing into the little like tone pitch flute
3: thing whatever they have <laughs> the undead I'll just speak at 20 Hertz or less does he line
4: them up like a giant Ricola horn
0: well it's actually <laughs> just the world's gr- largest barbershop
2: 35 at. I
4: love it I think it's just called a choir at that point but
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, no
1: one has ever used the sense ability on our show because we've never had a force user so Kyle would you mind going through that I just have the
3: basic ability to reach out and sense the world around me for living things so especially
1: with your results of four light side points as you tap into the living force around you, it is abundant and you feel almost invigorated by just the energy radiating from all around you, especially from the ziggurat. And though it's hard amidst all the ambient noise from just this structure and ilum itself, you can pretty easily pick out two, maybe three or four Figures moving about in some sort of antechamber just inside the ziggurat. It seems whatever progress they've been trying to make, they haven't gotten far. I relay all of that. Drell clasps his hands together. And he's like, well, three or four. All right. It seems they weren't too, too far ahead of us. But where, Skordax, when we found that ship outside, it was, I could have sworn it'd been lying here for ages. Didn't it seem that way? And Bog, he never mentioned how long he'd been here, did he?
0: No, no, he didn't. Though, I must say,
1: two people just teleported from the other side of the galaxy
0: to hang out with us here. Doubt this is going to be the strangest thing we see today. If they can mess with time, why can't they mess with space? I say we just go with it, and I'm sure it'll work itself out.
2: They, they did mess with space. Uh, that's, yes, why, Why? if they can mess with space, why not with time? I see, that's
4: that's the formulation you want. That's exactly I mean, you can't mess with time because it's not real, but you can space with, You can mess with space. Well, I don't know about that, but... <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I mean, space is really nothing, isn't it? Now, Skip, the questions
1: you've been asking all night I haven't found particularly <laughs> productive, so I'm going to keep referring to your better half. Um, Anarchy, do you recognize this weapon system here?
4: Could I do a warfare check for it?
1: Yes, please do. That will be... We'll have two difficulty...
4: We have these roles all the time. Uh, Just an an advantage.
1: (laughs) I think with that, though you can't pinpoint exactly like what make and model this launcher is, you can ascertain that it is a more, how to put this, industrial type of weapon. It is not something that is anti-personnel or such. Maybe it stems from a a mining guild or similar operation.
4: It's some kind of, uh, repurposed construction machine, not so much a a dedicated launcher.
0: All right, so they might just be using that to break through the ice or something. Nothing to be too concerned of, though we do want to steal an artifact from them, so I doubt they're going to be reluctant to turn it against us. I don't really know how you two do this, gesturing to both, uh, Skip and Anarchy. Um, we occasionally like to tend with stealth, but, uh myself what it the hell are you talking here. about
1: i've never once seen you idiots be stealthy every time it's open the door start
2: shooting land on the planet start shooting and who's the one who starts shooting Drell? And who's
1: <sighs> the one who lands the ship drow well i will say last time it was skoga who landed the ship on korban and that ended spectacularly poorly really did you not eat that same dinner that we did Cause it was wonderful. I I was not present for that, I will admit. However, when we were fighting that strange fella what what was his Pickle. name? Dill or something? Pickle! His name was Pickle. Yes. I think it was
2: Gordax that shot first, and Can you blame me? The man was an absolute lunatic. He did not deserve to be among us. Fine.
0: Let's just say that we're all equally guilty of causing problems for everyone. Very well, but I think you're right. Stealth may not be our forte, Um, and I'm going to guess that the four tentacles do not help your stealth particularly well either. Maybe we should try a more direct negotiation.
4: Agreed, as long as it's an aggressive negotiation.
0: Do we know anything about them? They once worked with our friend Bog, that's
1: about it, as far as I know.
3: Oh.
1: And he didn't seem too keen on mentioning anything to us of any use in the very short time that we saw him. Here's an idea... Skip and Wes, you two seem like pretty smooth talkers. Perhaps Anarchy, Gordax, and I can hang back a bit. Maybe establish a perimeter just outside this antechamber. And you two go in and uh, see if you can't resolve things on a peaceful basis. That's just my suggestion, of course.
2: Well, worth a shot.
0: Sounds like a plan to me. And Wes just kind of dives right in. I follow
4: Wes. Before you leave, Anarchy's gonna hold out her arm with like her little stiletto pen. Because that is always able to fit on her person. And then just go, don't do anything I wouldn't do. And then with her other hand, like a gesture, add like artery points on the face.
3: <laughs> that's like, you would do everything. So, well, all right. Oh, I am one with the force, the force is with me. I am one with the force, the force is with me. I enter the ziggurat. Okay. As Skip and Wes climb
1: the stairs anarchy Drell and Gordax a ways behind them waiting outside. You hear a bit of commotion from this small antechamber that you're about to enter. Gruff voices metallic in nature, as if coming from some sort of ventilator or helmet. And as you do go inside, you see the forms of two troopers. You're unable to really make out their species or anything of that particular kind but they seem to be in hodgepodge mismatched armor of Republic and Sith and just anything varieties. A third figure, however, stands rather stoically to the side in immediately recognizable Beskar. Oh, good. And with that, (laughs) that figure pulls a blaster and points it at Skip and Wes, noticing them immediately as they enter the chamber.
3: You're already
1: here. The, the two trooper-looking individuals glance over their shoulders, but then glancing up at this obvious Mandalorian, just dismiss it and continue on their work, trying to get the next door open. The Mandalorian takes a few steps towards Skip and West, however, and quite calmly says, State your business.
3: Yes, we're trying to uh, follow in your footsteps, as it were. We've been sent on a mission to fetch something within. Mind if we tag along?
1: That might be a little bit of an issue, you see. We're on a special assignment from a very influential figure. I don't think you want to get in our way.
3: Oh, no heavens to Betsy. We would never wish to get in your way. We'll just follow along behind, if that's okay by you. Uh, Rather helpful, notice things that might be untowards.
1: Now, this artifact or whatnot you're looking for, it wouldn't happen to be of a egg or crystal variety?
3: Not that I'm aware of.
1: You hear a little yell from outside of Drell going like,
3: Yes, that's exactly it. I don't know who that was, but he's not with me. (laughs) How many more are there? Oh, Will, there are four of us in our group and then another idiot. (laughs) My name is Skip Fortuna it is a pleasure to make your acquaintance. You're uh, from Mandalore, are you? No, I'm not. Why would you...
1: Well, oh, I mean, I can see why you would assume that, but I actually retrieved this armor from a Mandalorian that I butchered.
2: Butchered, you say? <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> like an 80s sitcom, anytime that word pops up.
0: <laughs> Wes is, Wes is going to hop in real quick and he's just, yes, yes, you see, we just, um, uh, really... If we could, could we just examine the artifact momentarily? Do you have it, perchance? I understand that you recently confronted a, uh, rather crotchety ghost.
1: I mean, yes, I guess you could describe him that way. In fact, he was rather, uh, violent toward us. Really, you do say? Oh, well, that's absolutely... You didn't happen to offer him any food, did you? No, no. We took the artifact from the pedestal in the middle of the room, and then all these blasted skeletons started creeping out of the walls and the floors I swear, I offed like ten, maybe twenty of them. You're very impressive. Well, it actually wasn't enough. They got two of ours, and Dingo and Rat here are the only ones left of my team.
3: Sorry to hear that. Were were you close with the others? Oh, no. Just hired help. Right, of course. But a loss is a loss. And a win is a win.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I tell you what, it looks like you need to flesh out your group a little bit. I'm I'm not exactly a professional, but I have some fair knowledge on how to shoot something, and I have a friend back there. You might have heard him. He has been called the Butcher
2: before. Uh, the Butcher? Butcher what?
0: Yeah, the Butcher of Baklava, if I'm not wrong.
2: Butcher of Balasar, he says, stepping, revealing himself in the doorway <laughs> of oh, the cigarette. <laughs> Name is Gordax Gitak. God damn it. And Drell also steps around the corner, revealing himself. <laughs> Now, I recognize a good butcher when I see one, if you know what I mean. I say, these two help, helping hands you have alongside with you, well, as you've mentioned, you did go through your other help rather quickly. I don't see why you couldn't benefit, and why we couldn't benefit from, well, making a mutual agreement of sorts. You help us, we help you, we both get what we want. We merely want a chance to examine this artifact. I don't know what your interest in it is, but I don't see why this has to be a point of conflict here.
1: I'll give you that. Uh, My interests are my own for right now, but why don't we step inside this structure, or work our way inside, I should say, and then we'll figure things out a little more. He removes this hood of a helmet, and as he holds it under his arm, you see his face is this incredibly scarred visage of a Zabrak and looking between you all is Anarchy still outside
4: I, I think yeah well she's like peeking in like Scooby-Doo style um <laughs> like sideways and I did mention this before but she's got jingle balls around her Leku so like right now they're weighing down the Leku and as soon as uh, he takes off the helmet and like reveals the scars she lets out like a loud gasp announcing herself
1: do the do the tentacles also like pop out one by oh, one yeah. looking? <laughs> Great. And he's like, my name is Cassius. I I'm obviously outnumbered here, but if working together's in your best interest, <laughs> it's in mine.
2: Well then that- Delightful, I say. We've struck an
3: accord. I would like to know his emotional state with my sensibility with three light sides. I'd like to use my light side points to, because we've been engaged with him for a bit, I would like to know how Cassius is feeling about our intrusion.
1: As you reach out to graze his mind with the Force, you sense a bit of uneasiness, to be honest, his immediate thoughts are still pacing around the recent loss of his other workers, but it seems almost like it's a mask, that the concern isn't real. You, you definitely get the impression that he's keeping something from you, and this probably doesn't come from someone who isn't trained to deal
4: with such mental intrusions. the, the concern become real once anarchy starts, like, crawling in <laughs> along the wall? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>
1: From there, the if, if Skip is still looking at Cassius's mental state, then there is a bit of genuine shock.
0: So Cassius's two companions, obviously Cassius is looking like a
1: fair fighter. How about the other two? What do they look like, kind of oomph-wise? They're pretty scrawny. Like I said, their armor is a real mishmash of different scavenged pieces from Republic troopers, Sith troopers, pirates what have you. One of them seems to have some sort of Gungan ceremonial thing on his arm. They're both really just, it seems scrappers, scrapers who knows where he picked them up probably nowhere nice.
3: Are they kind of like the hired hands that Brendan Fraser's team has that are, you know unearthing the mummy?
1: (laughs) Yes Okay
3: I totally can picture that now. They're the ones that are the open the thing and get sprayed with acid and die horribly. Yeah, and then two immediately just, like, fill their stuff. <laughs> yeah, while Cassius stands back and <laughs> says, More!
1: <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> yes, yes.
0: In that case, upon seeing the whole group entering into this structure, Wes, just speaking to Cassius, so could we see this now? Uh, can we see the artifact, maybe analyze it to see if it is in fact what we're looking for?
1: the one that we retrieved from the pedestal was in the previous chamber seems to be some sort of key we've fitted in this door here and as he gestures to it you see the mechanisms and such and this egg small egg shape has been fitted into a appropriate slot but it seems there are other mechanisms and slots that seem to be missing their contraptions and these two workers who are furiously trying to figure out what is going on.
3: Have you tried pulling instead of pushing?
4: (laughs) One of them looks over his shoulder and is like, we've tried everything. No, not everything. You said you lost two to the skepticals, but there's still two of you. And she's going to start like pushing through, like clearing the way by like snapping her tentacles at people. The workers scuttle to the side like frightened animals. I hope you're not attached to each other. You know, we ran into one of these. We had to sacrifice someone to open it blood for the door, God. That is uh, quite unpleasant,
1: but I mean, Drell looks at Cassius, (laughs) kind of just gives a nod over to one of the workers.
0: (laughs) Wes is going to take a hot second, and he's going to stop, and he's going to see if he can find anything on these mechanisms, on these doors that would allow him to know of a way to open this
3: door.
4: Let me have you do a... Uh, I would like to also try to figure it out if I might. I was pushing my way forwards to try and do that. And
3: in the same vein, Skip wants to end up next to Cassius and then start talking to Cassius about directing hired hands and how hard it is to get good help that stays (laughs) quiet. And just uh, making a friend of Cassius, but also informing Cassius that I know how to
1: lead this group. Cassius easily falls into jovial small talk (laughs) with Skip. Um, Because this is um, more of a mechanical contraption than first letting on, why don't I have both Anarchy and Wes do a hard, so that's three difficulty, mechanics check. Whoa! And yeah, Anarchy nailed it. (laughs) How do you
3: not nail it with five yellows?
1: (laughs) Good point, good point. (laughs) Yeah, that's... I think that's why the the crew tends to fight things, because that's usually what Skoga has on an attack. (laughs) (laughs) So as you both are going through the different mechanisms of this door, Wes, you actually insert a finger or two, maybe where they shouldn't be, and something starts clinking and whirring, and a bolt of pain streaks through your body as you almost lose a hand, but... Anarchy is quick to course correct the door's mechanisms and with a flurry of motion from these tentacles and her own arms she's able to activate different parts of this door to bring it back to a neutral state. Since both of you have advantage, I will say that you've gained some insight into what this door needs to open but with Wes's little mishap there, it seems you weren't able to get it to be in working order. The thing missing, of course, seems to be just a second one of these little
4: eggs that was in the other chamber. We're missing another key. Also, again, just to be safe, the blood sacrifice doesn't hurt. Well, it might hurt someone. But anyways, as you were saying, another key.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Drell just sort of stands, hands on his hips, and he's like, ah well, we didn't see anything coming in other than a a fake one. There was a trap of sorts. And Cassius just looks between you all. He's like, you mean you fell for that? Oh, wow, okay. (laughs) I didn't know I was dealing with amateurs. And he gives Skip a little once over, an air of the respect he gained, a little lost.
0: (laughs) Wes is currently really thinking about shooting Cassius because he knows he's going to have to do it eventually because he's going to have to steal this artifact. And he also knows that Cassius's help is basically useless, so he figures, you know, between the four of them, five including Drell, they could probably take Cassius, but uh, instead he turns his attention to Anarch and he just says, I have a fair hand of things with computers, but I do not know if I will be of much assistance uh, with these mechanisms. I don't suppose without that extra key you could find a way to open this?
4: I could try to strong-art the mechanism, but no guarantees. This old tech is clunky. Again, I'm just saying blood sacrifice, a piece of the door gods.
3: So the egg that's in the door already is the one that Cassius had?
4: Yes, yes.
3: And we should have an egg, but it was a trap, quote unquote? Correct. Who has the pieces of the egg? They are currently lying on the floor. <laughs> Why don't we just collect all the pieces of the egg and then put all the pieces in there and maybe it'll work? I mean, that's...
1: If we could finagle it, kind of trick it into thinking it's the real one, I I think that's a grand idea.
2: Well, why don't we just... And Gordax takes out one of these creatures that he has in his satchel, and he brings out his cleaver, and he quick as he can assesses the size of the hole that needs to be filled, and he just kind of roughly hacks out of this poor dead creature a sizable chunk of it that reasonably could fit inside of this hole and he's going to try to shove it in there. I don't even know what check I need to require for that.
0: (laughs) I believe it's called Culinary Arts. It's in the uh, Force and Destiny expansion.
1: I'm going to do that. Let's have you do a formidable coordination
2: (laughs) check, Brett. That is five difficulty. Can I use a force point to upgrade one of my die? We don't have any? Oh wait, oh that's right Yeah, no.
3: Wait, 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 before you roll, we have some advantages that we could have used from the previous rolls when they did their mechanisms that may have given you a blue. That's true. Both Wes and Anarchy got some advantages that could give you a blue or two
2: And, and, and that's true, so I think, I think that like what Ryan said, that that gave him a better idea of the missing component Gordex uses of that the, right. to understand better exactly maybe some components of the hole that he can then carve into this makeshift key.
1: Then from both Wes and Anarchy's attempt, I'll allow you to boost dice.
2: Nice! Nice! Hey. Alright, here we go! Ah! <laughs> that went so poorly! Oh, goodness
0: me.
4: <laughs> yeah, advantages. Hell yeah. <laughs>
2: So Gordax just, he goes and he sla- <laughs> slaps this thing right into the hole, and it kind of squishes and deforms as it goes in, maybe even clogging up some sort of sensitive hole that would have been needed or to correctly function, but what, what can he gain? What can he learn? <laughs>
0: Wes, upon seeing Gordax smash this creature into... The uh, He turns to Cassius real quick. He says, we saw the case for some sort of mining laser outside. I don't suppose you have that here.
1: I mean, we do, but it was sort of a last resort type of thing. And I'm not really keen on. Then he's interrupted as an intense rumbling begins to fill the room. The door, its little etchings and whatnot, (laughs) seem to alight in different patterns, streaking up and around it, connecting to where... Both the egg and this squashed, cinnamon covered, carved centipedal creature (laughs) have been placed inside the slots. And the door begins to shift and rumble upward. I did it! I did it! Until uh... it comes to a stop. And then all of a sudden it smashes down and just crashes into the ground and explodes into fragments of stone. And this rumbling continues. As the dust quickly clears, there is a sizable hole within the door, however, it's abundantly clear that the entire construction is now compromised in some way, shape, or form, and is probably going to be raining down upon your heads fairly soon.